0: Okay, Joe, we're here with Vaughn, and we're going to try to do another Jazz Matters podcast. This will be our second podcast with uh, the great, legendary Joe Jennings, um, our co-host Vaughn Coulter, and right about now, I'm Edwin Williams, and I'm with Jazz Matters. And we are here to keep the culture uh, alive in the music of jazz in the city of Atlanta. And fortunately, um, we've, uh, we do have uh, Joe with us today to give us a lot more insight on his perspective of how things are today in the culture. Mm-hmm. And Vaughn, uh, would you go ahead and um, introduce yourself and let everybody know what's going on with you. Vaughn a, has a radio show called uh, On Jazz Beats Radio, and we'll let him tell you a little more about him.
1: Yes, Javon. indeed. It is a pleasure being here once again with uh, the folks that are currently uh, chiming in with us, uh, listening and following us here at uh, Jazz Matters. And, uh, of course, I'm Vaughn Coulter. I'm the host an air personality for Jazz Beats Radio and uh, I produce a show called Soulscapes which encompasses 55 plus years of America's original art form and it is a pleasure being here and uh and an honor to be here with the legendary Joe Jennings an Atlanta landmark and institution as I want to say um so Edwin, how's it going with you today?
0: Well, it's going pretty good so far. I'm trying <laughs> to get, uh, get myself together on this situation because this will be uh, our actual first podcast with a guest. And yes. we'll, uh, we really want to hear a lot about what he knows about in uh, the jazz situation here in Atlanta and basically uh, what he's uh, basically seen and heard all over the country about it and trying to, to see basically a little, get a little more history on Joe and, and to try to go ahead and let Joe tell us about this whole culture of jazz in Atlanta. And he can start at any time. So Joe, what, um, how do you see the, the culture in Atlanta right now, the jazz culture? Well,
2: actually, uh, culturally, I see it as, as an issue all over the country. I mean, it's the same in Atlanta as it is in the country in a lot of ways. And Atlanta, one of my issues, well, the issues, one of the things I've observed from being a part of the AU Center, which, which are three, uh, well, it was, what, five education, African-American educational institutions. Uh, and one of the largest uh, group of African-American colleges, I think, in the country, you know, and it kind of represents that group, which I think, but uh, now we have left of Spelman, uh, Clark Atlanta University, and Morris Brown is, is trying to hang in there, you know, and, and uh, Spelman, and I, I talked for briefly at Clark, I came to Atlanta to teach at Clark Atlanta University, uh, which was just Clark university at the time. And uh, at that time, Clark and uh, Atlanta University had merged. And uh, I left Clark, went and played professionally for a while, came back, taught in Morehouse for a brief period, left, worked, came back and taught at Spelman for 30 years, uh, from which I retired seven years ago. And and what I found uh, in in that experience, what I learned uh, about uh, the African-American schools and the culture itself and how these schools actually viewed the culture. Uh, it appeared that, this, that the way they viewed the culture was that it was not uh, as much value. When I say the culture, I mean any form of African-American music is, is not as valuable as the European classical music. And this is reflected in the way they teach and what they teach and what they feel is important. The results of it is that you, you have, uh, if you count all of the African-American, if you look at all of the, uh, HBCUs, which are historically black, uh, institutions, colleges, uh, and universities, uh, you'll find you could count on your hand those uh colleges that have uh jazz studies programs and the last time i i really checked research there they have about more than 250 uh predominantly white institutions with jazz studies programs right Mm -hmm. which to me says something that says a lot that they are focusing on, on teaching a form of music that evolved out of the African American experience, right? Now, this is, it's, it's nothing, uh, I mean, music is for everybody. Any, any, anybody can, can approach and perform any type of music, but, but the music, jazz music of what we call jazz music is uh I'm trying this phone is right <laughs> what we call jazz music is is a direct project product of the african american experience in this country and it's a part of the african american culture it's our culture a, p- a part of our cultural experience
0: no now now, now Joe, you uh, had mentioned uh the fact that you know y- by you teaching at this, and you have more of an inside uh, perception of what we were trying to get in the question. Uh, as far as having um, the the music uh, expand at this point, you know, because I know that there are a lot of schools take music programs out of them to you know make room for other academics. But the thing about it in in our in our culture uh we seem to be behind because you did mention that uh, a lot of the colleges which are the, the majority of the, of the schools have that are co- uh, that are, are white institutions they have the jazz studies programs mm-hmm. and and the thing is that means that they're basically teaching the culture from right. their perspective right that's right right so you're saying that yeah
2: yeah yeah well well that they are teaching it from their respect, perspective while the predominantly uh, African-American unif- uh, institutions are not teaching it at all, many of them, you right. know, uh, are not approaching it as something that, that is necessary for those students to learn. I mean, that doesn't just exist in the, in the, in the uh, uh, HBCUs, the historically black institutions. But it, it it it's it's the same thing in the high schools and the elementary schools. We are just not learning about our culture. And one 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 really uh, extreme uh, example of that is 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 the debate now on whites and blacks. A white's understanding this is the total education. White's understanding what African Americans have been through mm. since they've been in the United States, and our music actually reflects the evolution of the African-American experience in the United States from the time, from the Civil War, from after the Civil War when you get the blues coming up, and then from the blues to, to gospel to, to, to swing, to R&B, to bebop. I mean, you can, it will go on and on, and, each, and, and for each one of those changes, in these styles of music, you would have found previously to that a change in African American culture, something that
0: changed in the culture. Right, and and is there any way we can can try to figure out what that is? What was the change uh, from from from
2: your perspective? Well, I mean, the change in in the culture. What I mean is a change in the music. Yeah, you know, but 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 what's happening? What I, What I'm saying is that we are not teaching our music uh from a perspective of how important it is to our evolution and how important that music is but let me let me uh, uh focus on something else for a minute and reading paul Robeson re- recently you know he he made a, an interesting comment in one of a uh, and one of in a statement that he made in one of the books i was reading and he said that there has been a, a, a really a inferiority complex on African-Americans pe- period from the way we've been trained, the way we've been suppressed, the way whites have treated us in many ways, keep, uh, I guess, inf- influences that idea of influ- inferiority, right? Yeah, and that idea of inferiority also re- is reflected in our education system because the problem is that they don't. Uh, many of the institutions don't respect that that aspect of our music as being equal to European classical music. Right, you know. The most, the most advanced forms of our music, if we look at the music of John Coltrane and music of jazz, of, of any of our music, that the most advanced forms of it, we don't think of it as being as important. Uh, we look at it as being inferior to you right. know, European classical music.
0: Yeah. Now, I've actually gotten uh, a response similar to that from a, another musician that we know uh that basically said the same thing, mm. and uh but I wanted to get Vaughn to weigh in on this situation and from from what you've heard Joe just um mention uh just uh just weigh in on this one vaughn because this is this is really important that's this is kind of where the the root of this problem is. let's say it like that, yeah oh no doubt no doubt i I wholeheartedly
1: agree with with uh what Joe has stated. And it's, and it's so, it's so, uh, uh, I mean, it sinks right in. The synchronization of what he is saying is exactly what I saw last night uh, in a film that, that was done back in the 1940s called or- New Orleans, which starred uh, uh, Louis Armstrong and uh, Lady Day, Millie Holiday. And there was a scene in the film where a young um, a young woman who was white um, was fascinated by the sound that was coming to, through New Orleans. And she was a opera singer. And she was enamored by the way the music made her feel. And she began to become, I don't wanna say obsessed, but she was just so enamored by it, she wanted to sing it. Um, and being from the world of opera, the highbrow crowd that she crowd that she was part of, thumb their noses up at that music and say it's not of of good standing. It has no value. It is it is is it is is it is from the 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 streets, and you know how they felt about it. you know. It it just it, it made it plain in in the storyline. And uh, someone stated um, a lot of the the cultural. Um, um, I guess the intellectuals of that time period told her that that music had no basis of even being uh, uh, played in concert halls and, 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 and uh, uh, symphony orchestras and things of this nature. And uh, it had no place, Um, but she wanted to sing it anyway. And she ended up performing it in a concert, which surprised the audience and most of them walked out and then there were some that stayed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, her music teacher, the guy that was, her, you know, the guy who helped her have her concert play the piano, he he said the people don't think that this is comparable to classical European music. It has no basis. And I think that Joe strikes an excellent point. And it's always, it's always felt that way. But I will say this, the music is the soul of America. The music is beyond anybody else's recognition of its impact, it, it just right. really, you know, it's 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 trying to be duplicated by people that it didn't originate originate from. You know, um, I often see how the recording industry is always in the in the vein of trying to repl- replicate something that they didn't create. Right. Fall short of the mark. Right. And so right now, it's like I still see them trying to do it, but you can't recreate something that's going to be equal from the creator. It's impossible. Right. And so that's what I feel about. And what Joe talked about, you know, they're always going to find a way to lessen it and and give it no value as opposed to uh, what the nature of where the music comes from. Right, right.
2: Yeah, there that, that are two, th- two things. You're, 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 you're right, and it falls right in line with something I really wanted to say today, too, that, that in this music that we're talking about that reflects the, sp- the evolution of the African-American that is in this country, they, it reflects it in spirit, it reflects it in spirit, and it reflects it in emotions, it reflects it in, and it reflects it in talent you know, but mm. presented through the music. And through the, the African-American, African-American experience in this country, the burdens that have been placed upon us, and the feeling, the, uh, the emotions that we express through our art forms, not just music, through all of our art forms, reflect these experiences in feeling, not in intellectual design, but in feeling and emotions. It does it, right? And it's impossible. I feel, there's no way that you can intellectually concoct anything in your mind to make you understand this, which is reflected in the way that, that most whites are responding to Black Lives Matter. You know, when they say, that, that, uh, some will say, we are not a part of that, we didn't do it, that was our ancestors, but you, you're living all of this, but you can't. You can't imagine what all of the things intentionally done to keep African Americans below standards. And some of us, and it, which goes back into the point that I was saying at first, that some of us actually believe all of the things we were taught in these institutions to get our advanced degrees. That that the European experience is the ultimate, you know, which uh, is, makes some feel that they are inferior, you know, that, that the products, I mean, uh, and, and it's, it's reflected in a lot of different ways in, in, a, in a spiritual or well, from the churches calling it the devil's music from all, all types, you know, you get all that thing manifests itself in so many ways you know, that, uh, but it, it's, it's continuing to keep the idea that our creations are inferior. And, you know, then that also steps out of the whole idea of, of African was primitive. Africa was a primitive country. And one thing, and I'll let somebody <laughs> address this issue, but Gertrude Stein, who was that one of the great White uh, European writers that all the right, a lot of the artists used to gather around told Paul Robeson that Black people are Negroes, as she says. Negroes are not suffering from persecution, they're suffering from nothingness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty deep. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So, so so in in the situation and i did get a a chance to um to listen at one of your, one of your posts that you had had posted on uh uh uh, uh on facebook about with paul roberson and uh it was it was very interesting. let's say it like that. Oh yeah, yeah 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 the yeah. Yeah, but in the in the in the situation our our current situation what would you what is some of the things you would try to get the young musicians now in Atlanta, what kind of advice would you give them to pursue the music in its, in its real form? In other words, in its spiritual form, uh, as well as, you know, <clears throat> the cultural aspects of the environment of the music. Uh, what, what's something that you would give the young musicians? Because we don't have it in the schools anymore like it used to be. And Jazz Matters is trying to give platforms to people who really want to try to get into the music. And and so since we're we're not really uh, uh, trying to push any particular style away, it's the fact that these people really are interested in performing jazz music. And a lot of them are young people. So we want to know, because of your experience and knowledge and so forth. We we want to know really what could you give? What kind of advice could you give the young people to pursue that? Well, it, 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 I mean,
2: you can't tell the next generation what to pursue. You can tell them how. Maybe you know because there's so many, like I, what did Gaborian say, that but the, the child's mind is in the house of tomorrow. You can share information with them. But what I always tell when I'm teaching the students is it's about sharing information, where it come from. And then I always talk about the culture, you know. I always talk at some point try to involve them in conversation about the culture itself. But studying from someone who who really knows the music would really play it, and try to get out of this idea that music that that African American music is, is is like a boxing match. You know, who's the baddest? Yeah, the competitive aspect. Who's the baddest? I can. <laughs> Who, who can outplay, I, I mean it's, it's I mean it's their music it's each individual you know you have influences Charlie Parker from his technical I mean from the level that he he raised to on the horn he influenced a lot of people he was an innovator you know and a lot of people grew out of him but not to be like him to understand how how he approached things so that they could uh, uh, speak uh the music that they wanted to to put out there, right. or speak with their voice, that's what I want to say, mm-hmm. is that you're always that, okay, I've heard you play Charlie Parker, now play yourself. What do you have mm-hmm. to say? Right. Mm-hmm. Do you have something to say? And then if when you find begin to find out what you have to say, then you have to develop it and try to shape it in a way that, that the listener can understand.
0: Right, and Which I
2: used to- Sometimes take almost a lifetime. <laughs> Huh? So that can take almost a lifetime yeah, that, that, hey, yeah in
0: most cases yes that does <laughs> uh, but but the thing is uh and you mentioned something a little bit that i kind of took away was the fact that uh i used to when i was younger i used to go to like uh like jam sessions mm-hmm. and and then at a certain point in time the jam session became instead of a place to go for, to learn concept. Yeah. It became a competition yeah. for the musicians. And they seem to have gotten it lost in that mix. I've, I've seen them, them go in there, one musician goes up and plays, but the other musician, instead of really sitting back and where, seeing where he's coming from, he starts competing. Yeah. And when he starts competing, he starts repeating. What he's doing over and over again, and doesn't even notice that.
2: You know? Well, you see,
0: one, one of the
2: things that's happening now is is that the idea of, of 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 speed and a and a lot of notes. I mean, I like speed and a lot of notes too, but 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 everything but emotion. You know, it's it's, it's like I mean, like you can teach a robot to do it. I mean, I think what several years ago they had the robot playing Giant Steps. Right. You know, yeah. so you you can teach a robot to do that, but you can't teach a robot human feelings and human emotions. You know, and eventually, right. it's not about the speed. You know, a person might not be as fast. I mean, when you look at put Dexter Gordon besides John Coltrane, and I'm not saying what they're capable. Of, I'm talking about what they, the way they played, and you heard them play. Right, right. Juan plays a certain way. Coltrane plays a, a completely different way, and and put m- quite a few more things out there that had, had a, a, a higher level of, of mechanical technique. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, both great musicians, one speaking his voice one way and another one speaking his voice in another way, eventually, and even, and, and that should have been some other person who was not as technically acquired, I mean, hadn't acquired that amount of technique, but still had something to say that the people may have loved him more than they did the other two. (laughs) What was it that that they were were delivering, they got their message through, Mm -hmm. however slow it may have been, but it was sincere.
0: (sighs) Right. Mm -hmm. And me and Vaughn was talking about that, uh, and and I was talking about how, you're either playing from the head or from the heart. Oh and, yeah. And the thing about that was it was interesting the conversation, the way it came up. Uh I kind of almost explained it, Vaughn, if you can can chime in, uh similar to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh even though you used the example of Dexter and Co and John Coltrane, uh, mm-hmm. which are two different individuals that speak, and and you know, the the whole thing about it is one did not have to compete with the other because of the way they spoke on the instrument individually. Yeah. The uh, situation for for what that me and Vaughn had gotten into talking about was the fact that, you know, like I said, if you learn from the head, and then a lot of times you would go and get a transcribed solo and memorize it and, and, and play it. And then you're playing it from your head at that point. So you, you could be playing a lot of notes and it, it may sound great, but then a person that's playing the same song from the heart has a totally different, uh, it creates a totally different atmosphere in the room. Right. Uh, I, I, and and that's the way I've seen it, uh, you know, play, play out in situations where I go hear other musicians and so forth playing. I can almost tell who's sitting at home doing a lot of scalar stuff. Yeah. And, and, and they'd get on stage and do that same exercise that they were doing at home, <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and and it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't put anything in the in the in in the heart and feel of what you're doing, you know yeah, yeah, and like like you were saying, a lot of notes could be great at times, but it only takes a few you know what I'm saying it's almost like going to court, and the judge said guilty you you could have said everything you wanted to say, but right. when he said guilty that's it right and that's the reason I'm saying that that the person,
2: <laughs> all of these other, <laughs> all of the, the technique, I mean, if, if, if you're using that like a person, like a Coltrane or whoever else, and there are things that I want to do with, with that level of technique, but but it has to be a, a sincere effort in some the ideas, those are the ideas that you want to present. And in some type cases, you have to keep trying to reshape them to, until you can, get exactly what you're trying to get out to people to
0: hear and understand it and, right. and, and, and that sounds like uh what, what we were saying about actually doing it from the heart versus you know yeah. from the head you right, know
2: right right
0: so and if you if you give someone a charlie parker learn this charlie parker solo it's right. not
2: for you to play replay it's for you to understand and analyze and try to see how he moved certain way how why how he approached certain mm-hmm. things, to understand it, and break right. it apart, but not to hear, like old fellows used to tell me, say, if I
0: wanted to hear Charlie Parker, I'd put Charlie Parker's record song. Right. But, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and see, that's the thing about uh, the teaching aspect and the learning aspect of it from our culture, from our point of view yeah. as, as African-American musicians, uh, that we really, Need to get more into that because I noticed that a lot of the students, you know, they are using a lot of transcribed stuff, yeah. um, and they're memorizing it for the most part. Yeah. And then it's just like you said, because they're doing that, they're not speaking to that vibration of soul uh, that the really what's going on in their s- socio-economic world. You know, as far as playing goes, me and Vaughn had talked about that subject, and Vaughn, you want to add anything to that? Oh
1: I yeah, I, I was just gonna say this is this is this is the meat right here. You guys are really like getting into the mashed potatoes and the and a meatloaf right now. So Yeah, we're hungry, man. I, I have
2: to <laughs> <laughs> have man <had> anything. To... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm 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 kinda like the student watching the, the instructor's talk now and, and I'm like caught up in it's it's wonderful to hear all of this because I know just looking at it from the aspect that you're stating. Is that I can apply that to just about every vocalist, you know? Because uh, Edwin and I were talking about Louis Armstrong, mm-hmm. how transformational he was. That's right. In the element of American music, he was the key to the to the to that unlocked the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember the story about who was the most popular singer during that time when Louis Armstrong came around, and that was Bing Crosby. After Louis Armstrong, Bing Crosby <laughs> he copied everything Louis Armstrong was doing after that point. He tried just, to copy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like when I can think of another singer that did the same thing. I mean, Ray Charles sang a song that just took it to a whole nother plane. Mm-hmm. And everybody after him started singing on that level. Now, like I said, I'm like this. And, and and you know, I love it. Doesn't matter what color you are, if you're into the music, the jazz if you're into jazz, and it's almost like when that I call it I, I have to go back to the church for a mm-hmm. minute. That's I call right. it the anointing when mm-hmm. it, when the anointing comes upon in the midst, I don't care who's in the in the room playing with you. Mm-hmm. when that anointing falls upon them, you get touched by it too, yeah, you know and and there are some some you know the white jazz musicians that i mean they get affected by it. Oh yeah, and when you yeah, and when they when you hear them play, you can know when they connect to that emotional level. Yeah. you know by far, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen just like just playing. You got to be in the midst. Yeah, so it's just almost like, you know. If you want to get it, you got to be. You got to know the culture. You yeah. got to know what that spirituality is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's that that encompasses a whole lot, and it will answer a lot of questions that you might have in how to get how to play this and play it with what you you know what you're missing, you know. So I think that being on that being in this in, in this in this conversation right now will open a lot of doors, and a lot of people that will see this will know what it is what we're talking about. Yeah and okay. this is the thing about black american culture that's missed in the schools it's never yeah. taught yeah. you know and, yeah. and 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 it explains a lot about who we are as a people right and it it'll transform folks that's it right. transforms people. It really does. It really does. So with that being said, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm enamored by what, what you guys are talking about. I mean, it, it just takes me into a whole other plane. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're on the right track. Oh, we're yeah. on the right
2: track here doing
1: what we do and what, and what this show means.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, look, I'd like... Call me back again someday because it's not it, it's not over. It's a no, lot. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to be
1: said. you so What boring. I wanted to
2: was What uh, you, you Vaughn, you you uh, reminded me of a Bunk Johnson, which was oh my goodness. <laughs> he he was asked on a none Search record that that uh interview, and he said mm-hmm. when he was asked what were they doing when they started playing when they were playing uh jazz, the early jazz, New Orleans jazz, a prelude or something. He said that uh, we were trying to play like what we heard the singers do. Mm. The gospel and the blues singers, we were trying to make the horns sound like them. So the horn is an extension of the voice. voice. It's not a separate element, entity that you are out there trying to make function. What you're Mm. doing Is playing your spirit blowing it through the horn and it is your voice you know an extension of it
0: okay right I've noticed that a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, young musicians uh, are not necessarily exposed to that these days Uh, the fact that they have to identify with 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 the voice like with themselves, they have to find their own voice in whatever they're trying to do. Uh, some people explain it, you know, like uh, the way I was I was taught by like my father told me. He says, "Yeah, I'm taking you around to see all these musicians playing and everything." He says, "But and you can go home and you can, uh, you know, you can do some of the things that they were doing." It, but he said it ain't worth the flip until you find your own voice. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? In the, in, in, in your instrument, you know, and, and that's so true. And that comes from the, that's, that's the culture thing. Again, it's, it's almost like doing a, a oral conversation of history. Uh, yeah. You have to create that voice uh, of, of all emotion. Let's say like that in your playing. And that's basically, um, the way I hear things, you know, because I've actually heard a couple of people say, Well, you 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 phrasing a little bit like a horn player, like if I sold or something. I was like, Yeah, I'm, i mean that's intentional, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I still have to phrase it the way it is if I were a horn player. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that I was trying to emulate a horn player, but it's just that I realized that the the that that the um the expressions coming from the breaths you take. And, and depending on how that, helps, you know, how you know how you associate the instrument with that is a, is an emotional factor there, mm-hmm. you know. I did, uh, and I like to um to to hear oral sto- oral stories about uh, different uh, parts of history and so forth, uh, and uh, and I kind of ex- express that in like the way I want to do jazz, especially the. The straight ahead versions of jazz or the acoustic versions of jazz. Yeah. And when it comes to the electric version of jazz, I do the same thing, but I notice simply because there's an element there that is is, is unnatural per se. And when you're clanking metal against metal, for instance, like when you're dealing with a fretted instrument uh, yeah. of today, yeah, uh, there is a different aspect of how you have to think about that. You know what I'm saying? And you can do it one way or the other. I can, I can attempt to do it through the acoustic uh, concept, but it's going to automatically come out with a different sound, so I have to learn how to harness that particular sound you know and it's, and it's almost like playing uh, an, another instrument that just is, is just a whole is just the opposite, you know, and you have to kind of bring them both together to create something from both phases, from both the acoustic as well as the, the fretted sound, the electric sound. And, 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 I, and it's kind of cool because it does give you an, another voice. In mm-hmm. other words, it gives you another octave of, of, of where you want to go as far as playing uh, the different forms of jazz now. Now that we have what they call contemporary jazz, it is suitable for stuff like that simply because of the makeup of the instrumentation. Uh, whereas when you play an acoustic jazz, you know, it speaks for itself for the most part. You know, you play the acoustic instrument and you create the sound from the acoustic instrument, uh, it's it's usually a warmer sound. And the thing is, it it usually has, I think, totally different on how I'm moving around on the instrument once I have that acoustic instrument in my hand versus the way I do on a fretted instrument, you know, or a fretted bass. Mm -hmm. So that whole concept in the culture is almost like the way we have to flex uh, when we're moving into from one district of a, of a town to the other. We know if we're going to a, a section of town to where it's real Afrocentric, then we know what to expect. We have a different feeling about that area. Mm-hmm. And then we go to another t- uh, side of the town where it's all uh, corporate business thing. We have a different feeling about that area. So the music itself it, it is the same way where um, we have to be flexible enough and now on radio, um, like most radio now, they are playing a combination of, two, of both uh, forms of music. I just really would like to see uh, a little more on the acoustic side so that the culture doesn't get buried, you know what I'm saying, up yeah. under too much stuff that is, you know, like now, even though everything is, is, is moving in that direction, and that's, a lot of that comes from, from the uh, – Advertisement aspect of it or the financial aspects of it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, But I'm going to have to run in a
2: minute. But okay. maybe we can. And if, when you have another opening, we can do something.
0: Okay. Because if you got to uh, go, we definitely want to want you to um, come yeah. back again. And uh, what we'll do and you can you can pretty much. Uh, we had here Joe Jennings uh, speaking yeah. with us. And uh, he does have another appointment. So we definitely don't want him to do. To, to uh, be late for that, so we're gonna say uh, come back again, Joe, whenever you want to. You got yeah, a platform. We, we can talk about
2: something. Connect all that stuff from from field to hip hop. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> okay, then, man. Thanks a lot for showing. Thanks. No problem. Man.
1: Mr. Joe Jennings, it's been a pleasure, sir. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm honored to have you with us today and uh, looking forward to having you coming back and, you know, just just give us some more teachings. No, thank, thank you. I,
2: I learn as I go, man. I learn as... <laughs> All right. Beautiful. All right, beautiful. All
0: uh, right Joe. Thanks. And, uh, and uh, Vaughn, anything else you want to add to that? Man, oh. I don't know what else. I, I mean, how do you –
1: look what what can i i have nothing to add to that that was beauty you know in its broadest form right there that was that was powerful stuff that was literally literally powerful stuff right
0: there yeah now now we're gonna have um we're gonna we're gonna have uh, an event on june 30th that's jazz matters and it's gonna be our a live stream event uh we're gonna feature the blues artist uh miss Bo Wyatt, and she will be doing the blues from the blues versions, or the blues section, rather, from uh, Jazz Matters, uh, uh, this will be the first live uh, stream that we're doing, and it'll be on Monday, June 30th at 7.30. So you can check on the Jazz Matters website, which is yesjazzmatters.org, and uh, you can get all the information from there, or you can also try on. Jazz Matters uh, has a page on Facebook; it, the information is there also. And uh, Vaughn, I'm not exactly sure um, uh, what uh, what we got going right now for for the next uh, for the next show, but we do have uh, the young uh, musician Michael Cruz to come on. Uh, on our next event, I just, uh, going to confirm that in a few minutes. So what we'll do is get the him in and let him give us the perspective from a, a younger musician's point of view, and we'll see where we can go from there.
1: Awesome. That'll be beautiful. Um, he, I'm sure he has a lot to say as well. And, and from that perspective, from the young person's perspective, and, and as, as talented as he is, I'm sure he'll be just as, uh, uh, engrossing as Mr. Jennings was today uh, so um, I got enough that, that, this, this has been a, a wonderful day for me and, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next show and uh, if I can uh, plug out there to Jazz Beats Radio and uh, broadcasting 365 24-7 on the internet jazzbeatsradio.com you can hear us also on iHeartRadio and uh, we do have an app jazz Beast radio can be uh acquired on google play and itunes and we're also on tune in radio and alexa and so you know check us out um we're nothing we're we're, we're 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 nothing like you've ever heard before and uh with my show i'm like this the music has no expiration date that's how i feel about what I do on Soul Skates. But with that being said, Edwin, it's been a, a pleasure being with you today. Uh, looking forward to us hooking back up again and uh, so we can do this all over again, my friend.
0: Oh, yes. And, and as a matter of fact, just wanting to, uh, to reemphasize the fact that Jazz Matters uh, will be doing a, a live streaming on uh, June 30th and at 7.30, you can go to Jazz Matters page on Facebook or just go to the website, jazzmatters.org. And we'll try to get as much, uh, and please like us and subscribe to to Jazz Matters. Uh, We will uh, definitely want to hear from you. We want your comments and so forth for, for all of the programming that we'll be doing. And we wanna make sure that everyone out there gets a chance to voice their opinion on jazz. And basically, go to Jazz Matters' website, yesjazzmatters.org, to get any information about Jazz Matters. So what we're going to do is just go ahead and we're going to close this one out today and try to uh, make sure that uh, we are going to get everybody's attention uh, from doing this and keep doing this thing to keep the jazz uh, scene and the jazz music alive in Atlanta. So we are here with Vaughn Coulter and our guest uh, Joseph Jennings uh, was here earlier. We want to thank everybody for listening and keep the faith. Jazzmatics.org. Thanks.